0: Thank you for tuning into the Springs Church Podcast. Here, you'll find messages that are powerful, inspiring, but most importantly, straight from the Word of God. If you're located near Toccoa, Georgia or in Toccoa, Georgia, we'd love to see you on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Enjoy today's message and remember, we love you, Toccoa. everything. Men should always pray. That's not my word. This is God's word. It's not something that I make up. But the Bible says men should always pray. Do you understand that? Do you really understand that? Because some of us, when we read this Bible, we think it's just fables. We just think it's just nonsense. Somebody just waste time to put it there. But let me tell you, if you did not know this, this is the word of God. This is the word of God. This is God's word. There's nothing that can surpass that there's nothing greater than his word there's nothing bigger than his word the whole world will pass away but his word i said his word will last forever his word will last forever somebody say amen how's my mic doing guys is that is is it good okay i need some volume in the house please thank you pray pray this morning somebody say amen Pray brings God into your affairs. Pray, prayer brings God into your situation. When you pray, it brings God into your situation. Are oh, you here with me this morning? Let's go to the Bible. This is this is a crazy story. Watch this. Put this verse on me. It says, and I don't, I'm not even gonna try to say this guy's, this, this dude's name. Okay? Forgive me. Nice. I speak three languages. This one, I'm not gonna waste my time with that. Okay. And this dude <laughs> fell down. Don't judge me. Fell down to, the, to a lattice in his upper chamber. You know, he was a king. He fell down. He broke his leg. He's bust his head to the white meat. No, that's the ghetto version. They signed the Bible. Okay. He, he fell down at his chamber and he was sick because the shock was heavy, it messed him up. And he was saying, he sent a messenger, he sent messenger and said unto them, go inquire Beelzebub, which is a false god, which is a demon god, which is a false religion, which is another religion. He was supposed to contact God, he was supposed to pray, but he looked for an answer somewhere else. The God of Ekron. where shall I recover from this disease? But the angel of the Lord says to Elijah, he said, The Tishbite, arise, go, go meet up. He's, he said, Go meet up on 985, on 85, on 441, because those guys are going there to that demon god down there uh, to meet the messenger of the king. And say unto them, is, is it not because there's not a God in Israel that you go to inquire a demon, the God of Ekron? Is that there because there's not a God? Is that there because there's not a God in your life why you inquire through other things? You see, every time you acknowledge, every time you pray, you acknowledge God. He did not bring God into his situation. Are you getting this this morning? Because when you pray, you bring God into your own affairs. This dude think he could, re- he could do this on his own. He didn't ask God, he didn't, re- he didn't inquire, he didn't pray, he didn't ask God. And God 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 wasn't happy. You see, every time you pray, you acknowledge God into your situation. Don't you want God's intervention in your life? Why are you not praying? And God is offended, especially if you're a Christian, especially he died for you. God got offended by him, not consulting him. When we don't pray, let me say this. You can tweak this if you want to. When you don't pray about your situation and God knows you, you've been saved, you know God is real, you know this thing is not something we are making up, and you just decided to make your own decision without inquiring to God, it's it's an offense to God. When you don't pray, it's an offense to God. When you don't involve God into your own affair, into your situation, God gets offended. Second thing, because I'm going fast today. He said prayer, this is the second thing, because we're talking about six things prayer does for you. Prayer, when you pray, because after you pray, prayer brings the supernatural component in your affairs. What does that mean? When you pray, you bring the supernatural, God's intervention, because God's God's is supernatural, God's the spirit. But when you pray, you have a situation you don't know what to do. The moment you pray, you allow God to come in that situation. Let's put that verse here. Let's put that verse. He said, trust and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. And do not and do not rely on your own, own insight or your own understanding. In other words, what, what that verse, because we, we, we read that verse all the time, what is that verse telling you? In other <laughs> words, when you, you recognize, you admit that God is better, God knows better, He knows the right answer, He knows the right path, He knows the right zip code, He know how to fix the problem. And because you recognize that God can fix it, he will, bring, he will bring the supernatural into that decision. I think both of us, we need to retrain our brain. We need to retrain our brain because a lot of us has the mindset. We treat God like is your chihuahua. You know how the chihuahua is. You know you have a dog. You know those pet dogs, you go everywhere with them. And some of us, because we're Christian, we think God goes everywhere. He does everything with you. You don't need to ask him. God just follow you because you're a Christian. Oh, I don't need to pray. I know what I'm doing is right. Some of you treat God like he's your chihuahua, like he's your pet dog, like you're you going with him everywhere. You go into that place. You get into that relationship. You start that business. You never ask him. because oh, I'm a Christian. I know everything. God's going to be with me. And you never ask him. God... Are you approving this decision that I'm making? Yes. Let me get some order. Somebody say amen. amen. Yes. Prayer, bring God's into a situation. Somebody say amen. amen. Every decision you are making, you have to ask God, hey, what do you think, Holy Spirit? Is that the right thing? For God, oh, help me in that decision because some of you make the dumb decision and after that come and ask God, oh, God, please help me. But did you consult them before you make that decision? Somebody say amen. Amen. Now only that third third things. He said prayer brings God intervention in your life. He brings God, bring, bring God's intervention in your life. This is Mark 6, verse 41. I love this story. This my parents used to read it to me. I love this thing. He said, I don't know about you. It's just, it just crazy. I love I bread. You know I love bread. I love fish. I love that story. And it, it, some of you know the back story, right? Jesus fed 5,000. There was a little kid here. He had a chick sandwich. You know, a chicken. Yeah, it was, that's what it is. You know, chicken, you know. Five loaves with, you know. So he yeah, had the chick feel that Shendri said, you know. Uh, he, and, then, and then the Bible said, and taking the five loaves and the two fish, and Jesus lifted up. This is a situation they were in. They didn't have enough. They had only two fish and one loaf of bread. They were in, in, in a situation of lack. They didn't have enough. They didn't have enough um, resources to feed that many people. They didn't have enough, enough money to buy to feed 5,000 people. That's a lot of money. They were in a situation where they could not make it with what they had. Is any of you in a situation right now you don't have enough? It's not only financial, but enough, you don't, you, you just, you're just hanging by a thread in that marriage. The reason you haven't walked out this way because you don't want people to talk about your business? Yeah. Is any of you oh, hanging by a thread emotionally because you feel like you're about to bust? You can't handle it. You're just hanging by a thread. There's not enough. You don't think, you don't know how much can you give because everybody's asking for it. You feel like you're drowning. Oh, Maybe it's only me. You feel like if he said one more word to me again, I'm going to bust here. I'm going to throw something. If that boss say anything to me one more time, I'm going to walk out this to job today. I don't care if I even get paid. I'll figure it out. Hanging by a thread. That situation right there. They were hanging by a thread. They didn't know what to do. But Jesus prayed. The moment he prayed, he invited God. In that situation. Don't you want God to bless the little you have so you can multiply it? Amen. Yes. Don't you want God to intervene in that marriage, because you know there's no way you're going to make it by the end. By Christmas, this thing's not going to work. Not only that, but when we pray, we invite God into that circumstances. You know, there's a story in the Bible, Jabez. I don't know if you know that story. Put that verse there. I don't know if you know Jabez. It's a guy from the Old Testament that, that, that his, his mom called him pain. When he was born, first word out of his mom's mouth, call him pain. The Bible says Jabez was more honorable than, than, than his brothers. His mother named him Jabez saying, I give birth to pain right at the gate. Right at the gate, he didn't choose to be born. He didn't choose to be in that situation. He didn't choose to be born in that family, that dysfunctional family. He was a kid. Right at the gate, he, he got out with dysfunctionality. How, you gonna, mom's gonna call, how are you going to call a mom's going to call a kid pain? The mother called their kids pain. And some of you, were at the gate, before you were born, you grew up in a dysfunctional family. Or maybe everybody grew up in a normal family. Some of you, your family were jacked up. They messed up. That's the reality of the world we're living in. It's like I chose to, to be born in that situation, but I was born in it. I was a kid. I could not defend myself. He touched me. I didn't choose that my uncle molested me I didn't choose that I went to that I went to I, I went I went it's not me I'm, I'm just giving you an example of things that sometimes we didn't choose to do that my my parents were divorced I didn't have no trust in that and that's the reality of the world we're living that sometimes we did not choose to suffer to suffer to, to experience those kind of pain is anybody ever experienced pain like that You didn't choose to leave that marriage. They cheated on you. You didn't choose that. That's not what you wanted. But you have that pain. You didn't choose that sickness. You didn't go and say, I want that menu. I want that cancer. I want that back problem. It just showed up. You didn't choose that. You did everything you could have done. You ate right. You exercised right. Then you have a lump on your breast. You didn't choose that. Stuff just happened because that's life because we live in a world of sin. This man, Jabez, did not make that choice. He didn't go to a menu and say, God, I'm going to choose that family to grow up in pain. And some of us, a suffering pain that we can't imagine, we can't express ourselves, we can't even put it on paper because the pain is so heavy, it's crushing you. Things that are going on in your life, emotion, you're exhausted, you don't know what to do. Say, I'm about to lose my mind. You know when you're so much in pain that death even looks better than anything else. Am I the only one here? Are you getting this this morning? That pain look, that death looks, looks, looks nicer, looks old. Oh, it'd be better if I, if I die because in that pain I am, I can't handle it. Jabez did not choose that. He didn't choose to grow up. He didn't choose that situation. But the Bible says, this is what he says. He says, just cry out to God. He prayed. I love that verse. Yes, my mother did abandon me. Yes, I was molested. Yes, I was abandoned. Yes, I was rejected. Yes, I went to that divorce. Yes, I'm in that cancer. Yes, I'm going to that pain. But I'm going to cry out to God. Is when I cried to him, I'm not saying the pain. Sometimes, sometimes we have to learn how to walk through circumstances. I'm not saying things are gonna get brighter because sometimes, just the way it is, sometimes that's the way life is. But God's not gonna leave you by yourself, He's gonna walk with you, and sometimes God will deliver you out of it too. Yeah. Are you getting this this morning? It's not time, if you're going to pain this morning, it's not time to watching Netflix. It's not time to texting on TikTok. It's time for you to get on your knees and to to stop praying and say, God, I cannot handle this on myself. This pain is too much for me. I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. I need your help this morning. Some of you, God is waiting for you to make a phone call this morning and say, Jesus, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. I need help. I'm in pain. Anybody can be, please hear me, Lord. I need help. I'm asking you this morning, when is the last time you made a phone call to heaven? Because I can see you're going to some trouble. I can see the pain. And I'm asking you this morning, prayer It's a phone call. Are you making that phone call this morning? And the, the craziest thing is, God doesn't use the new technology telephone. I truly believe God used the watery telephone. You know what watery is? Some of you don't know what watery is. Watery is not three-way three way phone calls. If you're busy, it's busy. It's not going to show up. Somebody is calling you so you can pick up. Oh, you, you guys just missed that. I it's busy, it doesn't matter, you gotta call, keep calling. There's no thing showing up there, somebody is calling. And the other way too, because when you pray, because God is used the word his cell phone. Some of you, you've been praying, but you're so busy trying to fix things on your own. When God tried to call you back to send that answer, he can get through you because you're busy trying to figure things on your own are you getting this this morning and I'll pray this morning when you get home on your knees you know you know God's number is is two two one your two knees your two hands and one mouth somebody say amen hallelujah that's two two, two two one I'm asking you this morning are you praying this morning are you going through some pain this morning Because God can change the situation. This is what Andrew Murray is. This is what Andrew Murray says. We got that quote, Andrew Murray. Stay with me, guys. Andrew Murray said, we must, he's a famous author. I love him. This is what he says. He said, we must begin to believe that God in the mystery of prayer has entrusted us with a force that can move the heavenly world. And can bring his power to earth. Somebody say Amen. Psalms 150. I love that verse because my parents prayed that verse so many times. Psalm 50, verse 15. Do you know that verse? He said, Then <laughs> then call upon me. Are you in trouble this morning? I'm asking you, are you in trouble this morning? If you're in trouble, raise your hand. Don't be don't be shy because all of us have trouble. I have trouble. I'm with both hands, both feet, both feet. <laughs> then call on me. When you are in trouble, and I will rescue you. Lord, I'm in trouble this morning. My marriage is in trouble. I need help. My kid has run away. I'm in trouble. I need your help. My family needs help. I'm in trouble. I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. If sometimes you don't know what to say. Just cry out to him. Somebody say amen. amen. Are you here with me this morning? Amen. The prayer of God. Bring the promises of God because there's certain things that if we don't pray we will never receive them just because God promised you something are you getting this this morning just because God let me drink some water I'm screaming too much I don't apologize somebody say amen Just because God has promises in the Bible, just because God has given you a promise, it doesn't mean it will happen randomly out of nowhere if you don't pray. Just because God said he will do this, he put the promises in the Bible, it doesn't mean it will happen. He says in Matthew 7, verse 7, I don't, what time is it, oh, okay. Matthew 7, verse 7, he said, ask It will be given to you, seek, and you will find. Not, it will be open to you. You see, if you don't go and and pray about it, just because God said he will give you this, just because God said he will give you peace, just because God said he'll take care of you, okay, let's think about it. Lord's Prayer, thank you, Holy Spirit for me, because I was trying to skip that. Why do you think he said give us our daily bread in the prayer section? If he was going to give it randomly, he didn't have to put it. You guys just missed that. You need to read your Bible. I will fail all of you in my class. But <laughs> well, why do you think he put, give us a deliberate in the prayer section? If it was just something that was just obvious, it just happened. God wants us just because the promise is there, we need to ask. Hallelujah! I just feel the Holy Spirit in this. Where's your hand right now? Do you need anything right now? I need a couple things right now. I need millions, if you didn't know that. <laughs> I need millions. I need millions from Tokoa. Somebody say Amen. Oh, Hallelujah! Give us our daily bread right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah! We need daily bread. I don't know what your daily bread is. I know what I need. I know what my daily bread is. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. He said you need to ask for it. Somebody say Amen. Number five, number five, number five, is I want to speak, spend some time praying with you guys this morning. He said, prayer involves. Ooh, I love this because I'm talking about the Holy Spirit, my best friend. Hallelujah. I just feel the Holy Ghost just talking about him. Hallelujah. He said, prayer, when you pray, prayer involves the Holy Spirit into your affair. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. He says, verse put the verse there. He says, Acts 4, verse 31. He said, are you paying attention this morning? Yes. You guys are not paying attention. No. He said, when they pray. You see this? Do you see this? Did you catch this? Because some of you want this, but well, you don't want to do this. Some of you want this, but well, you don't want to do this. Some of you, oh, I want to be filled with the presence of God. Oh, I want to feel God's presence. But the prayer creates it for the Holy Spirit. There's no accident with the move of God. Amen. The more I read, the more I do research about revival, the, 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 the thing that you see that they do every time. every time. If you don't pray, I'll write this down. I got to go through this thing. No prayer, no power. No prayer, no Holy Spirit. No prayer, no gifts of the Spirit. No prayer, no healing. No prayer, no move of God. If you don't pray, you will never see God move in your life. You will never see the gift of the Spirit in your life. I guarantee it. Money back guarantee. You can tweet all you want. You can watch Netflix all you want. But if you want God to move in your life, you want to experience the gift of the Spirit. And let me, disclaimer, let me say this. The gifts are not not something in the past. The gifts are still evident. They're still evident today. Somebody say amen. 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 Don't listen to religion say the gifts are dead. Nothing's happened. That's that's men's religion. Somebody say amen. Amen. The early church pray, the Holy Spirit move. Amen. But without prayer, the Holy Spirit is limited and on this. And what we need the most is the Holy Spirit. Last point prayer. Helps to defeat demonic powers. Let me say that again. The way you defeat the enemy is through prayer. Matthew 17, watch this, watch this, watch this. Matthew 17, he said, when they approached the crowd, a man came to Jesus. If you don't believe demonic oppression, depression, whatever you call it, it still exists. Don't listen to dead religion tell you that. It's just made stuff. The demonic, he said, when they approached the crowd, a man came up to Jesus, kneeling before him and saying, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Lord, have mercy on my son, for, for he's a lunatic, moonstruck, and suffered terribly, tormented. And he often falls into the fire and often into the water. And, and, and I brought him to your disciple and they could not heal him. And then he said, Jesus answered, you unbelieving and perverse generation. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and he came out of him. And the boy was healed at once. Then the disciple came to Jesus. They went back in the green room and said, hey, we messed up. <laughs> Jesus said, yeah, you did. Big time. Then Jesus said to the disciple he came to privately and said, because of your little faith, your lack of trust and confidence in the power of God. For I assure you, and most of us say to you, this is crazy. Where am I? He said, uh, if you have faith as the, the size of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, it will move from here to there. If it is God real, it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. This is where the verse is. But this kind... Of struggle this kind of oppression but this kind this because they're things you're dealing with there's certain kind I don't know if you know those kinds that they don't go out are you getting this this morning you better believe it none of you are exempt of demonic attack, because some of you, some Christian, the, the super Christian, you know, the super Christian, they think they got it, they marvels, you know, they marvel Christian, they got supernatural power. They think, oh, we don't get attacked, we're good. <laughs> something. something. Anytime so, so. you say that to me, I say, okay, you need prayer. I need to pray for you. The primary, watch this, pay attention to this, pay attention to this, <laughs> write this down. The primary purpose of prayer is just not, it's not just to receive, but it also serves as a system of defense, of protection. Jesus said in his prayer, he said, and in, 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 it's funny where he put it. he's put up the seventh, the seventh one, when you pray the Lord's prayer, when you put, when you look at the, the, the statement that he did, the seventh one is deliver us from evil. Because remember, I told you prayer is not only praying to God, but prayer is attacking, its avencing, its offense and defense. Yeah. That's why he put it there. Because that part of that prayer is, is a warfare prayer. Because mm-hmm. deliver us from evil means deliver us from the power of the enemy, of his snares, of his arts, of his tactics, of his temptation. Watch this. Then is here. Then tell me, one Sunday, then was coming here, first time, I think he'll tell you. Then tire blow up, so many things happened. He was trying to come here that day for prayer. All hells break loose in his life <laughs> that Monday morning. He could not make it. Watch this, and it's not, watch this. First, put that last verse on me. Uh, we wanted. this is Paul. You got that one? This is Paul, if you don't know who Paul is. After Jesus in the Bible, Paul writes, most of the new testament jesus wrote the music paul played the music jesus laid the foundation paul put the structure of the church everything that we do communion baptism everything that we do it happened by paul paul was amazing paul wrote everything every doctrine the way pastors gifts everything he put the structure together somebody say amen the man was smart he's from ivy league so Harvard. you know this is the guy the guy knows his stuff and he was planning churches like crazy But one time, this is what Paul says, because some of you think, oh, I'm super Christian. I say, okay. And this is Paul, Paul, Paul. You're talking about Paul. You're talking about Paul in the Bible. He said, I wanted to come and visit you guys. (coughs) I like you can come. He said, I wanted to come visit you guys very much. I wanted to see you. I tried so many times. Again and again. Paul put emphasis on that. He said, but this dude. Satan prevented me. I wonder how many things God wants to do in our life, the places that he wants to take us. The freedom that God wants us to experience. The life of people that God would love to use you to touch other people. But because you're not praying, You are being prevented. You've been hindered. You don't know how many times I get texts on Sunday morning. People say, I get sick. I I was fine the moment I get up to get something happened to me. And when you don't pray, you don't have the strength or the power of God to help you defeat. I wonder how many people, I wonder how many of us, including me, including you, that because we did not pray, that gave the enemy access into our homes. Because you did not pray for your husband, he's dealing with that mess. Because you did not pray for your child, Because you were slacking off. Because you were not alert. Because your prayer life were not supposed to be. I wrote this thing down. This is, let me tell you, I wrote this this down. Pay attention to this. And this is why it's important to pray. I wrote this. He said, when the enemy wants to destroy you, watch this, because I've seen it in my life. Pay attention to what I'm going to say. Everybody pay attention to what I'm going to say. This is, how, uh, this is how, as a pastor, I, I, I check myself quickly if I know where I am spiritually. I'm letting you come to my closet to see something. If I need to check myself quick, I need to know where I am spiritually. This is what I do. When enemy wants to destroy you, he will allow your prayer life to go down. You will stop praying. Prayer, become, prayer is no longer important in your life. And the second treat, the second way he does it, watch this. This is, this is so important. Never forget this. This is how he does it. This is the second. That's the first attack he does. Then he will place you around other people. And I feel this in my spirit. I may be wrong, but I know what I'm saying. I heard from God. I know what I'm saying because I've seen it in my own life and I've seen it in other pastors' life, and I've seen it in other people's lives. Then he will put you around other people who are prayerlessness, who are prayerless. So when you compare yourself to them, you feel okay. I know you don't want to hear this, but I'm going to tell you because that's important for you to hear that because that's going to save you a lot. He'll send you... Yeah, this church prays so much. It's fine This the church. This they're too extreme. They pray too much. Oh, that's all they talk about, prayer. We don't need that much prayer. He'll put you in places or in a church or environment that where prayer is no longer important. So when you say, oh, everything, everything's fine. And that's his tactic. And you have a sense, because you're around people who don't pray, you have a sense that you're living right. Everything is fine. And you have a sense because, you're, because then we will blind. You'll think everything's in your life. Oh, you see things happening in your life. you say, oh, it's, uh, it's normal. It's just natural. It's just natural. It's not, not just life. It's just, it's just the way it is. You'll put your hand on other people. Say, it's, just, it's just natural. And then, but the moment if you used to pray, you'll say, mm, that's not normal. That's not natural. What I just saw, what I've experienced, what just happened to me, that's not normal. That's the enemy attacking me. But when you don't have a life of prayer, you will have a sense that you're okay. The moment you pray, you stop praying, you realize, man, I messed up, I need more God in my life. And I realize this on my, even in my own life, the more I pray, I say, man, I messed up. Lord, I need more of you. How did I miss 20 years of my life? I think I was not on my knees. Because I realized how much prayer is important and today if you never see me, you never hear you never come back here some of your visitors if there's one word I'm going to tell you do not neglect your prayer life do not neglect your prayer life If it's the last message you heard from me, when you walk out the door, write it on your mirror. Don't ever neglect your prayer life. Because without prayer, you can't. With With your own will, with your own strength, with your own mindset, you can't overcome. You will not be able to overcome the enemy. Let me ask you a question, and I'm closing. Why the Son of God? Why Jesus, the Son of God, God in the flesh? The more I read his life, the more I want to be more like him. Because that's my aim goal in life, to be more like Jesus. I don't, I don't follow, I'm not trying to be like under a preacher. I'm not, that's not my goal. My goal is to be more like Jesus. To love people, to walk the way he walked, to love people. But the more I wear his life, and there's one thing I saw under the underline of his life, is the time that he spent with the Father. The Bible said every morning he'll get up. It was hard for him because I know he was in the flesh too. Every morning he gets up, he'll go in the quiet place to pray. Early in the morning, he spent the night praying. He spent the whole night praying before he made a decision to choose 12 disciples. The Bible he spent the whole night. That extreme, right? But he was God. He could make that decision. Because he's God, he couldn't make that decision. What does that tell us as human beings? He spent the whole night to choose Judas, to choose Peter, to choose all the 12 disciples. Spent the whole night, Father, is that the white person? Is that that the guy you want me to choose to to do this journey with me? He spent the night to pray. And today I want to encourage you guys. You can get up on your feet. Get up on your feet. All hail Jesus. (sighs) I'm here today I'm here today before you It wasn't because of my cleverness it wasn't because even it wasn't even because of me it was because of a praying family i'm here serving god today i didn't go to the world because the world was pulling me i made bad decision i wanted to hang out with bad people even though i wasn't involved but my my I wanted to be cool, I wanted to be in the in crowd, I wanted to be the cool guy, so, so going up, I wanted to hang out with the cool kid, but the cool kid at school sometimes are the bad kids. I'm sorry to say that. Sometimes the cool kids are the bad kids. If you have teenagers here, sometimes the cool kid, you, that's it's the bad kids. They're the want to introduce people to drugs. But so at 1617 I wanted to hang out, and I wasn't involved because I had the fear of God, but my dad saw that, and I'm sharing that, I'm sharing that with you. my dad saw my life I was I started hanging out with the wrong people, and my dad knew those kids were not living right, they were doing things they were not supposed to do, and I was disobedient I, was, I didn't want to hear what God what, what, what my dad was saying and then 28 20, 20, I forget, 2006, 2007, 2000, 2003, 2004, 1998, 1998. I was, I was 18, 2000, yeah, 1998. Sorry, I'm not, <laughs> I'm older. Now. 1998, I'm sitting in New York. My dad usually sent me on vacation every year to go to New York, spend time with my family. And I didn't want God. I, I grew up in church. I was a pastor's kid, church, church was boring to me. You guys are not cool. Even though I was a pastor's kid, but church became, yeah, it's just me crazy people. Man. I thought it was cool. And I grew up in church. I knew God. I saw God move, but my heart was getting cold. I did not want to serve God. I did not. I wanted to go in the way of the world. The, the flesh was pulling me. God was pulling me. The call of God was social, sure, but I wanted to have fun. I wanted to live my life. I didn't want to follow God. And my path, if I stand in that path, you probably don't know, know me there. Because I was in the wrong path. And then I was sitting in my bed, not in my dad's church. And then I had an old radio station in my my sister's bedroom. They had an old radio, old dial radios, old stuff. They don't have them anymore. And then for some reason, it was an AM radio station because I still can't remember that day. And I heard David Jeremiah said, if you don't know Jesus today, I heard that so many times. I heard that so many times. But that day when he said, if you don't know Jesus, why don't you give your life? And for some reason that day, it's like a hammer hit me in the chest. It's like something just took hold of me. I could not breathe. I feel like, I said, I, I said what is this? As a pastor, kid, I got on my knees in New York City and I, got, I gave my life to Jesus. I said, God, from this day forward, I'm not going to play with the world. I want to serve you. But the story goes, when I went back to Haiti after the summer, school was ready to start, and when I came back, I was carrying my Bible. You know, that's what, when I went to school, I wanted to carry the Bible, that's all I wanted. I started reading the Bible like crazy. And my dad saw the change, and my dad called me, and I said, so I changed my friends, I stopped making friends with those guys, I said, hey, they said, James, you changed. I said, man, I found something better than being popular. I said, my heroes right now are uh, A.A. Island. That's what I wanted to watch. I started watching Miracles, service. series. I just watching. I was, I wanted to, I started reading books about revival, about deliverance since I was 18. But my dad said, this is what he says, this is the backstory. My dad said, James, when I saw you, the route you were going, he said, when well, your friend came that day to the house and we saw that what he was saying, we knew we were in trouble we know at that age, there's nothing we can say to fix you, to change you, because you're 18, you're about to go to college. He said, what I did, I know I could not tell you. (laughs) He said, I called some people at church that day. For a year we were praying, I called some members, some old ladies, we said, I need you to pray for my son. I need you to pray for my son because he's taking a run around for a year before everything out God touched me there were people praying for me they didn't want to give up they were making some phone calls they were hanging on the phone saying we need help here we need help this man we're not going to lose him and the question I'm asking you today, I know some of you have kids too because I'm so grateful my parents prayed for me. And I look back and I'm saying, thank you, somebody, pray for me. Because I was in a position, I could not help myself. Because prayer, for prayer to, to uh, remember, let's go to the Father of the Lord's prayer. He said, our Father, Richard, in heaven, is not only your Father, but it's our Father. And when you come before God, don't ever pray for yourself. Pray for somebody else. At that moment, I could not fix myself. I was, I was on my way to go to hell, basically. But my parents said, we're not going to give up. We're going to make some phone calls. Are you making some phone calls this morning? Raise your hand this morning. Let's make some phone calls this morning. Oh, let's make some phone calls for some people this morning. Don't pray for yourself. Don't pray for yourself. Don't pray for yourself. I need you. I need phone calls. Make some phone calls this morning. Make some phone calls this morning. Make some phone calls this morning. Pray for your grandkids. If you're a mother, pray for your grandkids. Oh, pray for that kid. Pray for your spouse. Make some phone call this morning. Make some phone call this morning. Raise your voice. Make some phone call this morning. Lord, I'm making some phone calls this morning, for my family, for my kids, for this church. Lord, I need you. We need you this morning.